you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. If you're a leader who's experienced the Sunday scaries, even though you really genuinely love your job, this episode is for you. Welcome back, everyone. I noticed in my own routine that Sunday nights were starting to feel super heavy to me. And I noticed that the language I was using was not talking about the things I'm excited for in the upcoming week or the new challenges that I would face and anticipate overcoming. But instead, I started to think about what I didn't want to do, the meetings that I didn't want to go to, or the difficult conversations I didn't want to have. And we call that idea, that dread, that anxiety, the Sunday scaries. If that has happened to you, you are in good company. When I was doing research for this episode, I found a LinkedIn survey that said 80% of people report having the Sunday scaries. 80%. So the good news is we can absolutely do something about it. And you know where I'm going to start. It's always with the mindset, right? So we can think about work in a totally different way to for sure lower the temperature on, if not really eliminate the Sunday scaries. And of course, this is how we're going to feel about work when this is how we're talking about work. And it's so interesting, right? Because for so many of us who are in in service-oriented positions, we actually really love what we do, but sometimes we lose sight of it. And it could be as simple as changing a habit. So here's some ideas that have worked for me. And if you are a person who is in charge of little people like kids under 18, I want you to just to notice what their dialogue is like. Are your kids also experiencing the Sunday scaries? Because these tips and techniques will help them also. So we can actually start trying to lower the temperature on the Sunday scaries back at work on Friday. Now, if you are like most people, you are not super excited at two, three, four, five, six, whatever time you get finished with work, you're not super excited on a Friday afternoon to stay a little bit longer. But I want to encourage you to do exactly that because here is what I found. If I could straighten my desk, if I could celebrate the things that I had accomplished for the week, and if I could make a plan for the following week all on Friday, it totally changed not just my Monday morning, but actually my weekend because I wasn't walking around thinking about all the things I had to do to prep for the next week. I had already put it in my calendar. It was already set and I just could let it go and truly enjoy my weekend. So how do we do this? I really love starting with a celebration because when I can look at oh my gosh, I finished this task and I got that report in and I got some great feedback and I had this hard conversation. When I can look at those tasks and celebrate myself, I get a little bit of dopamine. And when I get dopamine, I'm feeling good and I am much more likely to then do the work that maybe my brain is telling me is a little bit undesirable. And that work is really planning for the next week. So Friday night celebration and planning can make a huge difference. That's my first tip. The second thing is really thinking about how am I spending my time on the weekend? And 
If you are a person who works on the weekends, not a problem. You're just going to substitute, right? If you have Wednesday off or Thursday off or whatever day of the week that is for you, it's the same exact thing. So when I have a day off, how am I spending that day? Because most of us are in habits. We are in habits of maybe scrolling or searching the internet or researching and I use air quotes here for researching, or maybe we're just watching a lot of television. None of these activities are bad or wrong, but I want you to consider asking yourself the question, is the activity that I'm doing on the weekend, is it life-giving? Now, I know for me, before I started being really intentional about how I used my weekends and my time off, I would spend a lot of it on chores, planning, like meal prepping. Um, And again, those are totally fine activities, but I also want to make sure I make some space for things that bring me joy, for things that I would put in the category of play. So a couple ideas that have worked for me, I really enjoy playing tennis with my husband. And listen, it is not because we are good at tennis. It's simply because we're out in the fresh air, we're enjoying each other's company, and it's a change from what we do Monday through Friday. So that can be super fun if you're in a climate that allows for that. Another thing that I have found really relaxing is indoor rock climbing or bouldering. There's a gym near my house and I just find it really relaxing to go. And when I'm trying to solve a puzzle on the rock wall, I am not thinking about meetings, thinking about coworkers, thinking about clients, thinking about anything that I have to do. So it's truly a way for me to just disconnect. And that's what I want to encourage you to find the space to disconnect and really have some pleasurable time. Now, the disconnection piece might be a little bit tricky for some of you. Because it's like, if I disconnect, the world is going to fall apart. If I disconnect and I'm not available, then there is going to be a negative consequence. So consider, it could be disconnecting for a morning. It could be disconnecting for an afternoon. It doesn't have to be, I'm unplugging my phone and putting it in a dresser drawer and I don't look at it all weekend. Now, that could be a super fun experiment to run, but we can also... Start these habits with small changes because the small changes add up. If we can add some fun, if we can add some disconnection, if we can start to use that Friday afternoon to get ready for the next week, those are changes that are cumulative and they add up and they have impact. Because what we're really talking about is habit change. And it's so easy to stay stuck in our same habits because our brain loves doing what it's familiar with. So if any of this sounds challenging, it's not because you are not a productive person. It's not because you are a negative person, right? It doesn't mean anything except that you have a very normal human brain that wants to keep doing what it's always done before. So if we want to have a different experience on Monday morning, we're going to have to put some purpose and intention behind not just what we're doing, but also what we're thinking. So once we incorporate some rest or pleasure or fun in our days off, plus some disconnection, we should start to be in a place where we're feeling a little bit more rested. We're feeling a little bit more rejuvenated. I mean, how many times on Sunday afternoon are you thinking, gosh, the weekend went by so fast, or I didn't even get to do anything fun, or I can't believe it's Monday again. 
we can eliminate that by simply planning in some of these things. Now, here's the other thing that I hear people kind of push back on. My clients will say, I don't want to plan my fun. That sounds really boring or that sounds really... um, That kind of sounds silly. But what I would offer, if you are thinking that planning fun is is not something that you should have to do, well, if you're not planning the fun now, like, are you actually doing it? Like, is not planning it working for you? And if you want to incorporate more fun, more rest, more pleasure in that weekend time frame, then try it, right? What's the worst that could happen if you try it for a couple of weekends? The next thing that I want to suggest is remembering why you are actually in the role you're in. Like, do you actually like your day-to-day? And then remind yourself of that. Because so often we forget, I actually like my job. I actually really enjoy serving my community. I actually know that I make a difference and I'm excited to go to work and be in that place where I can co-create change, where I can make a difference. So on Sunday night, when that feeling comes up for you, I'm really noticing, right? It's going to be a little bit different for all of us. Some people have like a physical manifestation, a headache or a stomach ache. We might see this in our kids, right? Where they're like, I just don't feel well. It could be that anxious, that dread of the Sunday scaries. We also might notice our thoughts. We're starting to think about work, how hard it is, how much work we have. We'll never catch up. Well, it makes complete sense that we're dreading the next day when that is how we're thinking about the work that we're doing. So if we can remind our brain, remind ourselves, like it's challenging and it's really rewarding. It can be difficult and I always figure it out. If we can partner some new thoughts with those old thoughts, it can make a huge difference. So test those out and see what's a believable mindset shift that you can offer yourself so that that dread, that anxiety just feels a little bit lighter. We don't have to get rid of it altogether, but can we improve our experience just a little bit? Now, maybe you don't have a physical symptom or maybe you don't notice what you're thinking, Sometimes we see this show up in our behavior. And for me, it used to look a lot like Sunday night would roll around and I would be super tired, but I didn't go to bed. Instead, I'm like scrolling on my phone or looking at, I don't know, some crazy internet searches or distracting myself. And I think it's because I had this, this thought in the back of my brain like, I want to get more out of the weekend or I don't want the weekend to be over yet. But of course, the action that I was taking wasn't exactly creating this like amazing weekend experience. So noticing, right, is there something in my behavior that I'm doing to like stall or prolong the weekend? But the problem is that there's a negative impact then on my Monday morning. So any of these places can be opportunities for us to tune in, get that awareness and start to make some changes so that Sunday night isn't as painful. Sunday night isn't as heavy. Because here's the thing about worry and anxiety and dread. It doesn't actually change the future. It doesn't actually make the experience of Monday morning better. Instead, we actually prolong the window of time that we feel terrible. 
And it's all coming from our own brain. So the good news is it's something we can control. It's not because the coworkers are calling us incessantly or the boss asked for a meeting or there's some other external pressure. That is not what's creating those Sunday scaries. And I know that some of you are thinking, I don't think that's true. I think it really is my boss. And if that is you, I encourage you to book a consultation call with me and let's like figure that out. Let's untangle that belief a little bit. Because as long as we hold on to the belief that other people are creating our internal experiences, there's nothing we can do to change it. It feels so powerless. And that also explains the Sunday scaries when we're like, there's nothing I can do. It's just Sunday night and this is what happens. It feels so powerless. So my goal as your coach is to help you come into your own power, is to help you understand that there's actually so many options that are available. And we don't have to just stay stuck in the same patterns that we've always been in. Now, I can remember back like when I was a little kid growing up, my parents having the Sunday scaries and talking about how terrible their week was or their week would be. So these things can start really early. And sometimes we just don't even recognize that it's an option that we can actually change. Like we don't have to make Sunday night a problem. We don't have to make Monday night a problem either. And there's things that we can do to set ourselves up better with some of those Friday night suggestions that I offered you of planning and celebrating. And then also in how we're, how we're directing our brain to see the situation. Because here's the thing, if I keep repeating over and over and over, Monday is so terrible, Monday is so hard, my job is so difficult, my brain is going to get to work finding evidence that that is true. But if I can shift into a place of it's hard work and, or I'm actually kind of looking forward to this week at work, my brain will start to go to work finding evidence that that is also true. So if you are a parent, remember my story. I remember hearing my parents talk about the dread of the upcoming week. Pay attention to what are your kids listening to. Pay attention to how you're talking to yourself because all of these things can influence our own experience. And we have the power to change it simply by thinking on purpose. Thank you so much for listening. I really want to know which of these tips are helpful for you. What are you willing to try out? Where is resistance coming up? Book a consult with me and we're just going to talk about it and come up with a plan for you so that you don't have to deal with the Sunday scaries. I'll see you all next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you like today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.